Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Seth Payne and Sean Pendergast. We come to eighth time. Let's get the work in, man. Let's go. Great day. Great day. Oh, give me some juice, Oh, yeah! Hey, what's happening, everybody? Happy Tuesday to all of you. Nice to be with you. Appreciate you getting up with us. We're with you till 10 a.m. this morning. I'm Sean Pendergast. He is Seth Payne. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I I, I was finishing formulating my free agency wish list in terms of just like the plan, the way I'd like to see it work out. Oh, yeah? I had had a busy morning before my second morning. Okay. I'm this anxious. is my second morning. This is, yeah, yeah. First morning is putting together your, what every American likes to do, wake up and put together their free agency wish list. The 3 a.m. to their, 6 a.m. about is usually my, my first morning, and then yeah. my second morning is this one. Anything you care to tease the audience with about your free agency wish list? Any, uh, like any, any big surprises on there? Yeah, it- it's not stupid. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's actually spending aggressively in the appropriate places, and it's not pretending like you can do anything you want you can spend any amount of money you want, and it doesn't matter because everything will always be fine forever, no matter how many times, no matter how many times year after year we see that that's not true. Yeah, living. Yeah. Do we uh, do, my... do 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 we want to start there, Seth? Yeah, we, yeah, I do. do I want to start okay, there. Okay, yeah. I want to make sure you're in a good headspace. Uh, so do, do we we want to start there because yesterday, um, John Lopez, he was in yesterday. He was out Friday when when you and I kind of. Defended ourselves as the uh, what he called the epitome of the old Houston sports mentality. The epitome of a mind. Um, what was it? A mindset. A mindset. Yeah, a yeah. mindset. The epitome of a mindset that's hard to shake. Yep, yep, yep. And then, and then I was listening. Like a bad acid flashback mm-hmm. is what he called us. Yeah. Um, Basically and, called us dirt bags. And then he didn't call us dirt bags. <laughs> I, I I know you're joking, but that seems to be where this whole argument is going with all three shows, is that we're all mischaracterizing. In the eyes of each of us, our takes yeah. are being mischaracterized because we're arguing in sound bites. Uh, you know, we're we're arguing against small snippets of what we all said. Yeah, yeah according know? to you according to according to those guys, you and I want to sign bums off the street. Yeah. That we actually just want to grab somebody from a median and slap them there at at defensive tackle. Right. That's a that's a that's what we're that's how we're being characterized. Yeah. And that the only possible reason we don't want to sign Mike Evans is because he's in his thirties. That's yeah. the only that's how we're being characterized. Yeah. So the so um 
so Lopez defended himself yesterday, and um, and I, I think we're at a point now, like the, the only solution now is to have some sort of summit meeting somewhere where we're all arguing in the same room at the same time, not off the wrestle. sound bites. Um, yeah. This was, I think what you're referring to, um, the the uh, spending of, you know, the, the, the illusion that the salary cap is, you know, maybe sort of a, a myth, you know, yeah. that you can just, we can do whatever we want is with uh, Ron Hughley uh, yeah. at the very outset of their show yesterday. And and I think, I, I know he takes John Lopez's side in this because he references this towards the end of the audio. It's a, it's a, it's about a 90-second clip thereabouts, so, so settle in. Um, but I feel like Ron was sending a message to me and you yeah. without mentioning me and you. Here, mm. was, here was Ron Hughley yesterday and his view on free agency for the Texans. Barring the Texans signing five, the top five free agents in the, in the free agent market, which they're not going to do. Barring that, like if they go and sign like the top two guys, guys we've been talking about on the offensive side, the defensive side, if they, if they go and sign Mike Evans and Justin Matabike, if they were to sign Chris Jones and, 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 and Saquon Barkley, if they were to sign... Chris Jones and Justin Matabike, Patrick Queen and T. Higgins, who's on the franchise. If they were to sign all of like a combination, whatever these guys, it won't prevent them from doing anything to help this team this year or down the line if they don't want to. And I get the feel that there are some people who have maybe convinced themselves yeah. that hey, if they they pay somebody 25, hell, $30 million or 18, whatever million dollars. Like, like now what are they going to do? How are they going to sign Nico? No, no, no. They can sign Mike Evans and sign Nico Collins if they want to. If they want to. If they want to do that. There is nothing that they could do in free agency. And I will give it to John. John Lopez has been trying to fight this fight. But, I mean, there is nothing that they can do that will stop them Barring something crazy, right? Like, we all don't believe they're going to sign Mike Evans, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Justin Matabike, and Patrick Queen. Like, right, there you go. Okay, so I, I guess I'm confused by his definition of the word nothing. Uh, because what, what is he... He's saying there's nothing they can do, and then he goes out and lays certain things that they won't do. Because that would be barring. Like, okay, I, like, this, listen. I've, have I ever once said that they shouldn't sign Matabike? No. I don't recall ever saying that. No. No. I don't somehow somehow there's a faction of people in Houston who think that the only avenue and route if you care about the Texans winning is to full force good put everything you have into signing Mike Evans and that's the only thing that's that's the test if you don't want Mike Evans then then you don't care about winning I don't get it I I 100% do not understand. As far as Ron's contention that there's nothing you can do in free agency that would bar you from signing guys down the line or anything, I like it, I, maybe he hasn't been paying attention to his own damn team. Maybe he hasn't been paying attention to the Miami Dolphins. Maybe he hasn't been paying attention to like various other teams throughout the history of the salary cap era that have spent heavily and aggressively in free agency, and then it's then it's barred them from doing certain things. I myself... I found myself in Houston because I was part of a team that had spent super aggressively in free agency, and they knew that the bill would come due. I 
cover a team in the Houston Texans who spent wantonly and cravenly, uh, like not just in free agency, but with offseason moves. They spent draft picks, which is just as egregious as spending heavily in free agency, um, and they had to pay the piper. So, yeah, that's just flat-out false to say there's nothing they can do. Secondly, I've got zero, zero, zero issue with signing guys that I want. Like, But it's just like somehow me wanting Patrick Queen and Christian Wilkins I, that means that I don't care about the Texans winning. It's only, only if you like Mike Evans and only if you like Saquon Barkley. Only if you want to sign a running back who's been healthy in two out of his five damn years in the league. And only if you want to pay really good money to a, a guy I like a lot, Mike Evans, but to add to a position that you are already strong at and you need to build from within. There are eight starters who need to be replaced right now. Wide receiver is the only damn position of strength on this team we have right now. Mm-hmm. And you want to spend heavily there? Because I believe Ron was saying that, that, that you know, he was saying something about how you, there's nothing you can do except that also, listen, don't worry, we're not going to do the thing that you would do. Uh, like, yeah, like you've got limited resources. I'm sorry to tell everybody. I'm sorry to explain that to everybody. That you do have to use some discretion in when you sign this, because I've seen, look, I've been in the damn league since 1997. I've seen it over and over and over and over again. You can't just go out and pluck everything you want off the shelf and have it turn out well in the end. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, the, the, the Denver Broncos, there you go. There's your example. That's the team that went super aggressively. And by the way, part of that was to bolster uh, a Peyton Manning. And it did end up hurting them in the end, but it worked out and they, they got the gamble. But um, yeah. Uh, well, it, the, you, the Ron actually brought up the Chiefs in his argument. We don't we don't have that bit of audio, yeah. and I thought it was an interesting way to frame it because I'm willing to listen to anything. And I and he's framing it as look, the Texans only have X amount of guys. I think it was four guys who are more than ten million over you know whose cap figures more than ten million. Laramie Tunsil, Titus Howard, a couple other guys, and and he said the Chiefs have ten. And one of them's Patrick Mahomes, and. That's that's a fair point. Like for for an elite team, the Chiefs have done a fine job of managing the cap. Now for yeah. every Chiefs, there's a Bills and a Dolphins and 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 three or four other teams that are way way over the cap and have a long yeah. couple weeks ahead of them. I thought it was interesting though that Ron brought that up as as if the Chiefs have just been able to keep everybody. They did have to trade Tyreek Hill because they they didn't want to they they didn't have the resources to pay an elite receiver. Like eventually, you do need to. Eventually, you do. The bill does come due. You do need right, to make decisions right. on things. You know, no, and I, and I think the thing is, like the Chiefs have the seventh most um, seventh seventh most of their snaps played were by players who were drafted by the Chiefs. Yeah. So it's a matter for them. It is they've drafted well, and it's a matter of like a lot of your heavy spending mm-hmm. is, is on re-signing your own players. And, it, and you have to let some of them go. That's just what ends up happening. You know, the, uh, the Texans. The Texans couldn't keep Eric Winston that one offseason. It wasn't because they didn't want to keep Eric Winston. It's because they had to, they had to re-sign Arian Foster. Um, Mario Williams. They couldn't retain Mario Williams because they had to keep that roster together in the early 2010s. So it's, it's, not, like, it's just flat-out false to say there's nothing you can do that will prevent you from re-signing your own players. That's just... That's 100%, without a doubt, proven time and time and time and time and time again that that's false. Like, 
over aggressive spending that Bill does come do at some point. People will point to the New Orleans Saints like, well, they managed to do it. Do they? Like, is that where you want to be? Yeah. You want to be where the Saints are? That's not fun, man. The Saints aren't spending aggressively anymore. They're figuring out how to ways, like, ways to continually kick the can down the road. For six years now. For a long time now. Yeah. So it's, no, like, to say there's nothing you can do, I just, I don't understand how on earth or where, like, anybody who's watched the NFL for any amount of time and paid attention to the offseason believes there's nothing you can do that will prevent you from signing your own players. Yeah. It's just, it's just flat out. Like, uh, uh, impossibly false. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I think you and I pointing that out has led to a characterization of this show as being overly cautious, maybe, with the cap, and I don't think... Oh, yeah, that uh, there were little old ladies crossing the street with our, our, our coin purse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clutching the two hands. We're on a limited know. income. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think the, to me, I think the main difference between you and I, and uh, for sure Lopez... And I think probably probably Clint also is where we want to spend the money. Like I'd rather spend the money on defense. Yeah. No, no, no. It, yeah, it's being characterized as that. Um, like my objection to the Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley is that I think it's stupid money. Mm-hmm. I think that's a stupid spend. Yeah. It's not that I don't. I'm opposed to spending. It's that we have eight other positions that currently have no starters. Many of them have actually no good backups either at those positions. I would love to spend more aggressively on the places where there are actually no human beings right now. That's a good call. Uh, That's where I'd love to spend aggressively. I know Ron thinks that we can spend aggressively um, right up to the hill on every single position because there's nothing we can do that will hurt us in the future. But that's actually not the way it actually works. I would love to spend aggressively on actual needs for the Texans. All right. um, Story in The Athletic yesterday about – C.J. Stroud's leaked S2 score from last year. I got so angry reading this article yesterday, man. We might have to save our, some of our angry stuff for later in the show. I feel bad for anybody that's just wake. I apologize, everybody. It's all right. It's all right. Free agency. So the, it's been a successful week of Sean and Landry uh, trolling me with sound bites. So it's, been, it's going on like nine days now. We're going to have to take a break at some point. We will. We will. All right. C.J. Stroud's S2 score. The story in The Athletic is, uh, man. Um, this, this got me heated yesterday. We will get to that coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Man, I will say this. What's up? 6 a.m., you know, it takes a text page to get get, get a – it takes it a bit to get simmering sometimes, you know, like yeah. a percolating pot of coffee. Coffee is fully percolating with free agency talk, man. People, uh, they like the back and forth between the shows for the most part. For the most you know part. what, Sean? Yeah. I, I think there is this. We don't have a high draft pick like we had last year to That's talk right. about and yep. have daily mock drafts over. But we do have a boatload of cap space, the Texans do. And uh, there are just a boatload of needs on this team. Mm-hmm. You've got an open defensive tackle slot. You've got, honestly, you've got three open defensive end slots because you really don't have the two prime backups from last year either at That's defensive right. end. So you're out three defensive ends. Uh, yeah, as of right now, no starting cornerback. You need at least two starting linebackers. There's a whole lot going on. You need a starting running back. So, uh, yeah, I don't, in some ways, this is more interesting than, than the draft. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely it definitely a wider range of of stuff to uh, to talk about for sure. And there's yeah. big names out there too. I think that's the other thing about free agency is most of the people listening, the average football fan, quite honestly, knows more of the names we're talking about in free agency than they do offensive linemen in yeah. the draft. You know, and that despite kind of thing. despite what uh, Ron was saying, Ron Hughley is that there's nothing you can do in free agency that will prevent you from signing your own players. It's odd that. He wants to go after players who are being let guy let go by their own teams. Uh, some of whom because they spent so heavily <laughs> right, in free agency. Right. I like Christian Wilkins. I do too. He might be available. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because the Dolphins were big winners in free agency a couple years ago. Fifty million over the cap. The, well, they were. They won so big. Yeah. Well, and and you know, and part of it, part of the reason the Dolphins are way over the cap, and he's worth every penny. But yeah. they they traded from Ron's team, the Chiefs. They got Tyreek Hill and gave him thirty million dollars a year. You know, like it's yeah. it's not yeah it's it's not unlimited, man. Um, so um, we'll read some of the text in just a second here. Boy, this article in the Athletic about C.J. Stroud in the S two was interesting yesterday. Yeah, it'll really piss you off. Yeah, is what it'll do. Yep. that's what we're trying to do to everybody right now. <laughs> this we're trying to make <laughs> you guys hour. the angriest, most yeah. rip roaringest, ready to ready to get to work and dominate bunch we've ever seen. Yeah, so we all remember C.J. Stroud's S2 score leaked last year. And to this point, it has not been reported publicly where the leaks came from. But we all remember Bryce Young scored in the 98th percentile on the S2 test. C.J. Stroud scored in the 18th percentile on the S2 test. And the S2 test, not an intelligence test. It's right. a test. It tests cognitive reaction to different stimuli. And 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 uh, impulse restraint and things like yeah. that. Processing like your ability to track multiple moving objects, all this stuff that's supposed to correlate more directly to not just quarterbacking, but all positions on the football field. Quarterbacks and safeties, especially. Yeah, like they 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 really tout the quarterback part of it. This company yeah. that administers it, and and so this article in the S two talks about this time last year or close to it when CJ's score leaked, and back when Bob McGinn, who's a longtime 
writer, football writer from up in Wisconsin. He does the article, the most famous probably article where anonymous executives get quoted every year yeah. uh, around draft time. And one league executive was quoted this time a year ago about CJ's test score. As, That's like a red alert, red alert. You can't take a guy like that. That's why I have Stroud as a bust. That in conjunction with the fact that name one Ohio State quarterback that's ever done it in the league, end quote. This guy should be this guy should be fired. pulled out from anonymity and be fired publicly in the middle of the town square of whatever Honestly, city he's in. Like any league executive that executive. Says there's never been a good quarterback from any school like such and such. Dude. And that's why this guy's not gonna be a good quarterback. Yeah. He should be fired on the spot. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, it's been I have uh, I have proven conclusively many times over how stupid and invalid that logic is. And yet yeah. uh there's there's people making six figures in the league at least that uh that apparently hold that same opinion. Um so now we are here. We are in 2024, and now we know how the story played out. C.J. Stroud had one of the best rookie seasons of any quarterback in the history of the NFL. A lot of the league executives contacted for this story said that at the time they didn't put put much stock in Stroud's score. Yeah, um, which we should point out. Half the teams in the league subscribe to the S two, yeah. and half don't. And I believe the Texans are in the don't category yeah. yeah the Panthers do yeah the Texans do not right so any conspiracy theories about the Texans leaking the score because they wanted Stroud which uh I would admire it if like they, they, that was part of them making the right decision on those two quarterbacks but yeah the that's it doesn't make sense in the case the, the Carolina Panthers did not need that that score leaked to them yes yes um the part that I found most interesting in this story the part that angered me was the, just the repurposing and the reminder of the leaks of this score because it, yeah. it was it was done with the obvious draft nefarious reasons involved. I think there's a team that, that, that wanted to somehow damage C.J. Stroud and maybe get a shot at him. That's my hypothesis. I don't know that to be true. I thought the most interesting part in this article, set to me, was the sense around the league on why C.J.'s score was so low. They just mm-hmm. think he didn't give full effort on the test. And they say it's more uh, – um, Zach Kiefer, who wrote the article, should credit him, it's more plausible than it sounds about Stroud not giving full effort. For top prospects like Stroud, the draft process is a day-in, day-out grind. Four long months filled with on-field training, physical tests, written tests, media gauntlet, senior bowl, the scouting combine, private workouts, top 30 visits. Players sometimes end up taking the S2 at the end of a 12- or 14-hour day. Others simply don't test well or believe it isn't all that important. If you and this is what one leak source said: if you only give eighty percent on the S two test, you'll bomb it. Period. Yeah, yeah, so. you got to be dialed in. It's like kind of you know what uh, you know what I equated to, Sean. Mm-hmm. If you're playing that game, you know the slap hands game, the reaction. I do time, I do? Yeah. Where one person has his hands up and one person yes. has his hands yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> like if you try to half-ass your way through that, right? Like okay, you're gonna get slapped every time. Yes. I feel like that's how the S two test is. I like like all right, if you go in at eighty percent, you're gonna get slapped. Yeah. Um, at this point, you know, I, it, it'll be interesting. David Mulligetta, CJ's agent and athletes first, which is the agency, which, which, which includes other agents as well. They've said they're not letting their clients take the S2 test this time around. Yeah. I think it's yeah. an underrated story for draft season here is just how does the S2 test end up getting administered, I mean, if at all now? The most frustrating thing about this article is how many executives in this say, like, they, well, yeah, sometimes you just can't trust the test. And you just wonder, like, okay, okay well, then, like, what good is the test? Why? I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, except uh, to support what they're saying, though, too, as I think those same executives would be the one who say, look, it's one data, data point. 
um, it's it's one thing that you use and you try to you're trying to paint a picture with quarterbacks especially because there's no there's no you know magic catch all that tells you exactly whether a guy's going to be good or not. Obviously, it's all these different things and they use the S two as a data point. Obviously, like the Texans don't subscribe to the S two. I remember talking to Nick Casario about this once about how it's uh it's important to know like entering the draft like what services the other team subscribe to. So, you know, they know that the you know, they know the Panthers subscribe to the S2. I'm guessing the Texans have ways of getting the scores even before perhaps they're leaked. They're they might leaked, not get yeah. the full report. Um, oh yeah. But like I, I would, I would even speculate. Okay, maybe there's a situation where the Texans actually like Stroud, but they know that they've got this gung ho analytical owner in the Panthers, and Stroud's got a horrible S2 test. The Texans might just be like, oh, you know, we prefer Stroud. But we like, we like, we like Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. But we'll just see what happens here. Yep. Um, the I believe the Colts do subscribe to to the, the S2? S2 test. Yeah. Yeah. Ballard was quoted in this article uh, as being really angry that the scores leaked on the S2. Yeah. I'd be angry if the scores leaked too if I subscribed to it. I'm like, okay, well, why are we subscribing to it if the scores are just going to get released anyways on the guys that matter in this whole thing? You know, you get the heavy duty hardcore analysis. I guess you get that, all the sheets and the charts and the graphs and everything. You get the guys that are like, uh, hey, don't worry. A year from now, we'll tell you whether the S two score was uh, valid. Or not. Right. Like it's it's very interesting that now it's coming out that CJ had invalid test scores. Yeah. But it was uh <laughs> the owner the owner who was getting all kinds of press last year when all pre-draft uh like kind of casually mentioned I remember in a couple articles like well you know sometimes people don't have he uh, there there's no part of them that was saying emphatically well like hold on a minute here just wait you know there are there's a couple of test <laughs> scores here and there that just you just they're invalid. Yeah. There was none of that. It was just all this Remember uh, guys with the '98 test scores. I don't know if you were in Houston when Marvin Zindler was a thing, Seth, on Channel 13, and Marvin Zindler would do his reports on which restaurants had slime in the ice machine and things like that, and it would send these restaurants into a tizzy. You know, they'd have to go into they'd have to go into triage mode to make sure they still had customers coming in the door. CJ's rookie season had to be like one long Marvin Zindler report for the S2 people. You know, like, it's like, it, like, like one long report of slime in the ice machine. Like, yeah. oh God, this is our core business. <laughs> Marvin is doing a three month slime in the ice machine well, report about us. And think about it though. They too. Like anytime, like people sell stuff to the league, usually it's it's almost a loss leader, or they're doing it's, it's a lot of publicity, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's not even if they're making money on it. That's not where they make the bulk of their money. Right. So I'm sure they have this for all other applications and major industries and stuff. Yeah. Except when people, so now when people are looking at it and they Google S2 cognition test, the first thing that's going to pop up okay. is all this horrible, horrible yes. press. Like they get, they're going to have to hire like ten SEO experts to try to get their their search results on. A quick thing about Marvin Zindler. Yeah. I sat next to his granddaughter on an airplane once, and I was uh, I was <laughs> I was really taken uh, by surprise by how normal she was. I was yeah. like, <laughs> I kind of expected he her to be not. like, <laughs> "Flight attendant, are you kidding me? <laughs> These peanuts are too salty." Marvin <laughs> Zindler's granddaughter. United <laughs> Airlines seat 3B. She yeah. was wearing normal glasses. Really? <laughs> Not blue ones? <laughs> uh, Marvin Zindler was a gem, man. Um, a lot of texts coming in here on the first segment where uh, we responded to Ron Hughley's claim that, hey, the Texans can do pretty much anything they want in free agency. And uh, 
No reprisals. Um, the argument they all make, and I think by they, the texture means people like Lopez, Lopez and Ron. And, yeah, yeah, they all make is that we are on a time restriction of four years with CJ's yeah. rookie contract. If we build in a smart way, we can be successful after those four years. Right, right. Oh, okay. So they're agreeing with us there yeah, on, the, yeah, on the time yeah. window. Yeah, the time window is 100% true. It's good. You can take advantage of this time to build and spend aggressively, mm-hmm. you know, but you still have to be smart about it. And that's my biggest objection to the Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley is that on a team where you still have eight starting roles to fill, not to mention the n- most number of total free agents in general. So it's not just, and, and I've heard, I've heard this characterized by Landry and Lopez is like, well, those guys aren't big dollar guys that you're replacing. Okay. A, I, I thought the goal of everybody here that was arguing for free agency was to improve on those positions. Um, B, even if you were to replace those guys, you realize the Texans were not, the Texans were one of the, like the Texans did not have a bunch of cap space during the season last year. Like those, those 40 players cost a lot of combined and total money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you got to fill in those holes. And if you're going to spend aggressively, I'd like to fill in holes in ways in that, which you can, be competitive as hell right now um, in especially spots that you don't have positions. Yeah. So it's not about not spending money. Right. I haven't argued that you shouldn't spend money. I want you to be very careful and judicious in how well you in, in, in how and where you spend the money. Yeah, and, and we, you and I haven't even argued that, that, that um, we don't necessarily want Mike Evans, I say or Saquon Barkley. You know, Saquon, I'm a little, I'm a little more lukewarm on. Evans, I'd love to have on the team. It's just these are the the hardest part about these conversations is there's always a price tag involved with these guys and it gets tedious if you start applying a price to every single little thing yeah. you're talking about here. Um, text message: Let's have this conversation after free agency is over and we see who the Texans have signed. But I do like hearing the back and forth bickering. Okay. Well, okay, so that's the the thing is how are we all going to judge free agency and. It's like it's natural every year if you don't get big names to feel like you lost free agency. And yet the cautionary tale every year that you see and you're reminded of during the regular season is, oh, oh, winning the offseason doesn't actually mean anything. Like winning, quote unquote, winning free agency is a bad bet. Like you can usually, usually if you win free agency, you're more likely to actually have kind of a rough year because because honestly there's fundamentally a problem with your team usually usually there's a fundamental problem with your team if you are being one of the most aggressive teams in free agency for me where I'm going to look at is I'll feel good if they've just addressed if they've addressed all of the the many many holes on this roster right now adequately to the point where you feel like you don't have desperate and glaring needs going into the draft yeah so if I feel like, man, all right, look at this. They've signed guys who have been quality starters at cornerback, at linebacker, at defensive tackle, at defensive end, at running back. There's that many spots that still need to fill. If you find guys who have succeeded as pros in those spots, whether they're marquee or not, I'm going to feel like, all right, yeah, this is where we need to be. We can go into the draft and we can take as close as possible to best player available. Or, you know, maybe they neglect – Maybe they neglect the running back position in free agency because there's somebody they really like in the draft. Maybe they neglect wide receiver because this this draft is replete and stocked full of good wide receiver prospects. Yeah, yep, um, then I'll feel good about it. All right, let's get to headlines. D'Amico Ryan <clears throat> meets with the media today. News on franchise tags unlikely for a couple of Texans targets. 
Cougs shoot up the polls. We got a lot to get to in headlines, and we will do it coming up next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents... Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines. I, the, uh, it's Combine Week up in Indianapolis. And uh, today today and tomorrow, big days, man. Noon. Yes. Block it yes. out at noon. Today is D'Amico Ryans. Tomorrow is Nick Casario. So I guess this time a year ago, the Texans were much more of a front and center team as far as draft stuff goes. Now they're just your garden variety, good football team that's picking in the 20s and has eight picks and so forth. Um so I don't know that we get anything out of D'Amico. And I don't think it was his combine press conference where he said it last year, but it was around yeah. this time of year. might have been like in a sit-down at the combine where he made the two quarterbacks comment that a lot of the nugget hussies conveniently forgot once April rolled around. Uh, the comment being, we're, you know, there's two good quarterbacks in this draft, and you know, we're, you know, we're, we're going to take them. We're going to take one of them, yeah. Um, what would no, be we're the, gonna take both of them. We're gonna take, yeah, we're going to trade yeah. up and take Bryce Young and, and C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Um, what is there anything that D'Amico could say today in his press conference that would conveniently get forgotten as the draft started to get closer and closer? I, I think him probably doubling down on we're going to build in the front seven, and and honestly, I. I wouldn't even. I don't blame anybody for not taking coaches at face value. I think most of the time, as a fan, you don't necessarily want your coach to always uh, to always be showing their cards, you know. And and I so I guess I'll be surprised if D'Amico is as straightforward in saying we're going to spend resources on the defensive line the way he did in the postseason press conference, um, because we are getting into that little gamesmanship. The, the, the scenario where, you know, you don't necessarily want everybody that you might be trading with to know exactly how much you want a defensive lineman or something. But I think with D'Amico, A, he's not all that good at the coach speak, which is good. That's an attribute. He's like, <clears throat> it's, uh, his weakness is I think he might be too decent a human being mm-hmm. because coach speak is just lying, like yeah. acceptable lying. So he's not that good at the coach speak. And also, I, I, the, the first guys to work out are the defensive line and the linebackers. And I, you know, more and more coaches are sitting out the combine completely. I wouldn't be blown away or shocked if Tamiko watches the defensive line and linebackers and then head back to Houston. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I think he is going to be dialed in on these defensive linemen and linebackers. Yeah. And this is one big thing. I'm not going to get heavy X's and O's here, but it's just something to think about for fans. The, you look at the, the Texans, you look at Robert Sala with the Jets, you look at the 49ers. Um, with both those guys and this year, 
even though Steve Wilkes was a little bit different, they don't blitz a lot at all. They want their defensive line to be the blitz. The win. Like, like, we don't need to spend an extra – we don't need to bring a fifth or a sixth guy to get a pass rush. We want our four guys up front to get it done. And and that's why D'Amico is so adamant that they go after defensive linemen. And, and um, you know, it's obviously you're not going to get the, the premier freaks of nature at the 23rd pick, but you certainly can find some – uh, some really good potential there, both on the defensive tackle and defensive end. And uh, so that's where, uh, like, I, th- I think D'Amico's, I don't know if he needs to hide it. It's just, an, it's a known thing that yeah. he's going to like defensive linemen. I'm looking forward to it today. Noon today, D'Amico Ryan's meets with the media. Nick Casario, noon tomorrow at the Combine. Um, franchise tags unlikely for Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley. I don't think that's a big surprise. The franchise tag for each would have been, over $12 million bucks. It's pricey for uh, a running back. Um, and uh, the two will, it looks like, test free agency. And if yeah. we are to believe some of the smoke out there, Saquon Barkley <clears throat> is uh, maybe very motivated to become a Texan. Josh Jacobs, uh, it would be somebody who I would hope that the Texans would take a good hard look at. Yeah, um, I look, both those guys, if I had to power rank what I would want right now, and this is with the actual contracts that I think they're going to get, yeah. I still, because I think he's going to get less money than Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, I, I like Derrick Henry. I like Derrick Henry because he's been way more healthy. I don't care how old he is. He's been way more healthy than Saquon Barkley over the past four years. Um, he's Head-to-head, he's been better than Saquon Barkley. Each of the last five years as a runner, as a passer, it's a little bit different. But like, Derrick Henry has been utilized as a, as a receiving threat a lot more, too. Yep. So I like that you could bring in a veteran guy at a position that's fraught with peril, whether you're 25 years old or 30 years old. But Derrick Henry has established that he stayed, he stayed way, way, way healthier than Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's had two healthy seasons out of five. And given everything that we know about running backs and the cautionary tales and uh, just uh, just how dicey it is taking a guy in a second contract. Saquon Barkley and his injury history scares me more than anybody else in this free agency. Uh, and uh, like, I just I don't want any part of it. Yep, we'll talk more about it a little later in the show. Um, as far as other Texans news, the court saga surrounding the guardianship case <clears throat> over Texans owner Janice McNair has come to an end. Carrie McNair, the eldest son of Janice McNair, who filed a lawsuit for guardianship over her and her estate last November in a Harris County probate court, agreed to drop the lawsuit against her according to a court filing obtained by the Houston Chronicle yesterday. So all parties involved filed jointly to drop the case. That's Janice, that's Carrie, Cal McNair, uh, Grant, two, two of the grandsons, and the Texans and other companies they represent. Everybody's laid down their weapons, and my big reaction to all this, Seth, is I'm happy for Janice McNair. Yeah. Because at her age, the last thing you need to be enduring is lawsuits involving you and family and other things like that. I am glad for her sake that this that this is over. Yeah. One of my goals in life is to um, not sue my mother when she's 90 years old. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll be able to pull that off. I think most of us will. Uh, the vast majority of us will be successful enough in life to not sue our mothers when they're 90 years old. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be yeah. nice. Harry uh, McFlair. Yep. Uh, the, uh, the Kooks, we talked about this yesterday. UConn lost this past week to Creighton, and the Kooks were... Sitting at number two, they are the number one team in the country now in both the uh, AP and the coaches poll. Purdue number two, UConn falls to number three. Tennessee four, Marquette five. 
Uh, I am going to the game tonight, Seth, against Cincinnati. It's my first trip to the Fertitta Center this year. Are you sitting courtside? Very excited. I don't know where our seats are. They're in. Uh, they're Bill Powell's seats. You know, Bill, the uh, the diehard Coog. Oh yeah, sales yeah, guy. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 his seats. So I'm assuming they're pretty good seats. He's as die died in the wool Coog as it gets. So he is. Yeah. He won't, he he badgers us constantly to talk more Houston. <laughs> he does. Sean has to Sean has to uh, shove him in the corner every now and then. Grab him. And say, listen, Bill. Stop. We're not listen, Bill. He does. We a, know what drives ratings in this town. All right, Bill. He's such a nice man, and he stops I know, us every you, time. You, yeah, you still you bully the hell out of him. I can't believe he's giving you tickets. It's, I know. Well, I bullied him into doing it. Listen, man, you want me to talk about your cougs and give me some damn tickets, all right? Um, Ryan, That's an awesome. Is that, uh, is that turned into the most electric environment yes. in Houston yes. since maybe the, some of the playoff games for the Astros? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, basketball is always – an electric basketball environment is always the most electric environment if you, if you It's the it. most electric regular season environment that the town's had, I think. Like yeah. That, that yeah. Fertitta Center. I mean, it, it, some of it is a function of it's cozy. It's only 8,000 yeah. seats. The team is amazing, um, so yeah, it's it's. I can't wait to go. I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. If you go in the game tonight and you see me, say hello. Did you, have you seen? By the way, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I was watching Fordham basketball the other day, as I as I tend were. to do. You're I don't a know resident why. A10 expert. I, yeah. No, I had never seen Fordham's arena before. How tiny it is! Oh, really? Yeah, it's like it's. It looks like it holds like two thousand people. It'd be like with like it's an old building. It's got like archways that people are sitting up in the shadows and recesses and everything. Dude, it's crazy. Some of these mid-major schools, yeah, play in like high. They play in like glorified high school gyms. Like if you ever watch like like a lot of those schools on the West Coast in Gonzaga's conference, like Pepperdine and yeah, and, and Portland and San Francisco and some of those schools, they're literally like gyms where it's there's. There's walls at the end and not not seats. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Fordham's is cool. Fordham is thirty two hundred people. Okay. Sorry, I know we're in headlines. Uh, it's thirty two hundred people, but it was a, it's an it's an arena, which yeah. is it's pretty cool because it does it 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 makes it feel like you're watching like Roman gladiators or something. You're right on top of everything. No, I bet it's a great a great environment. Um, Ryan Clark got his ESPN deal done. For those of you that are uh, into the media side of things, he put, oh, put out a video. I, yeah, well, he put out a video announcing his free agency. Yeah. Well, and announcing that he was going to start doing less. That's a weird thing to say before you hit your free agency. <laughs> well, okay, he. I actually thought about cutting this up into audio, but it was too... It was long. It was like four long. minutes long. But yeah. it was kind of a, it was kind of motivational. He talked about how three years ago he signed a deal and he didn't like, you know, he wasn't happy with it. So he's going to do anything and everything yeah. to become the best, yeah. to become the absolute best. And then after that, he was going to figure out, you know, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I want to get to a point where I can still be effective, but do less and spend time with my family and yeah. everything. So apparently maybe ESPN offered him something. Yeah. He yeah. He agreed. Just to, I, 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 I like Ryan Clark. I think Ryan Clark does a good job. I, uh, as far as his goal of being the best, that's a dicey goal to have in media because I, there's, there's, you could have 29,000 different definitions of what the best is. I I, like my favorite people who I think are the best are certainly not the highest paid. Yeah. You know, you can be the highest paid if that's your goal. Mm-hmm. You can like, so I, I don't know if he achieved his goal or not of being best in his mind. I don't know, but I think it's actually pretty smart when your goal is to be something where there's 12 different definitions of it. You just pick the one that you achieved. You're like, see, I'm the best. Yeah. You, my friend, have just stumbled on to how you convince a player that he's the highest paid player. There's 12, <laughs> yeah. different, there's 12 different ways to be the highest paid player. Go by AAV. <laughs> as a, yeah. As a team, your goal is to find the, the cheapest way to convince a player that he's the highest paid Got player. Got that right. Got that right. Hey, listen, next hour, you're shot at 
rodeo tickets. Major Laser at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo on March the 8th. We're giving away tickets in the 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock hours today. All right, old video surfacing of Travis Kelsey playing the old game Kiss, Mary Kill from 2016. And Taylor Swift is one of the choices. We're going to let you hear the audio, but then we're going to play a little Kiss, Mary Kill game of Texans free agency in the next segment. So stay there. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 